0: Alan. I feel like I'm married to an Alan. It's like the one guy who's like the patriarchy blows. I'm doing what I want to do. Like, please let me out of this hellscape. Hello, and welcome to Big Girls Gone Wild. We're your hosts, Kat and Anne. We're creatives, curvy girls, and your big sisters on the internet. On Big Girls Gone Wild, we talk about life, love, and living confidently. We hope
1: you love this episode, so let's get wild.
0: All right, my dear, welcome back. It's another... Beautiful week here in Colorado. And by beautiful, I mean full of hailstorms uh, and lightning. What the fuck is up with this weather?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Last night was insane. I don't know if it was wild at your house as well, but every single night I'm just like, it sounds like the house is going to, like, blow away.
0: Yeah, it's been a wild one. But yeah. hey, that's what we're here for as the wild ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, We have not caught up in some time. We've both been peopling, yeah. but just not with each other, sadly, <laughs> for better or worse. We have directed our peopling elsewhere. Yes. So I'm eager to hear all about it. Uh, we've done some fun stuff. I've done some practical things, (laughs) but you have some great stories, and I do – I have one adventure upcoming that I have planned since the last time I saw you that I'm pretty excited about, but let's start with you. Mm. So, what have you been up to?
1: I had multiple friends visit me this past week. And honestly, I loved having everyone at my house, but I feel like I peopled a little close to the sun. Like, (laughs) I'm just like, my social battery is not what it used to be. Like, I used to love being around people all the time. And I never wanted to live alone and all of these things. And now I'm like, I don't want people in my house because they're fucking up my shit. Like, (laughs) I love everybody that was there. And it was so much fun. We got to do a lot of really good things and had a great time and did a ton of Colorado touristy activities. Went up to Cripple Creek and did the Molly Kathleen, which for those of you who don't know, the Molly Kathleen is a gold mine tour that takes you a thousand feet underground in the mountains. And you learn all about how gold is mined in Colorado. Fun. Very interesting. And we ate a lot of really good food Mm. and went hiking several times, which this was exciting for me because this is the first time that I've gone hiking This year, actually, and post-surgery, I'm feeling the most like myself physically for the first time in a long time, which is amazing to feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, so lots of friends that were visiting here for a variety of reasons. One that we had planned... This for about six months, and then another that was last minute uh, to come and visit me. But fun. Um, yeah. Shout out to Maria and Grace. I love both of you so much. Uh, but the highlight of our trip that was definitely unexpected and something that we kind of planned last minute was going to go see Alicia Keys. She Ooh. was in Denver, and it was so fun. Uh, Tell me about it. Loved it. So nothing like the Taylor Swift tickets. Right. Bought the tickets on Ticketmaster. No drama mama. No drama mama. <laughs> no drama mama. <laughs> okay. The tickets were 80 bucks each. And we sat in like, I think it was like section 214. And so if you don't know this, Alicia Key is on her tour. She has a secret stage where she performs half of her set hmm. on the secret stage that's actually in the 200 section. So it's Basically, serendipitously, right in front of us, we were in row three or four of that section, nice. and you could literally see, like, her highlighter, her pores on her skin. Like, I don't think I've ever been that close to an artist mm. performing because of the way that the risers are. Mm. You're actually closer in that regard than you are when you're watching someone from front stage because you're looking up when you're front stage versus right. looking down at them. Right. Huh? And it was so magical and beautiful. She is such a phenomenal performer and singer. And she played piano the entire time. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't a concert that was like over the top with like the technical side of things. Like if you've ever gone to a Beyonce concert, that is like so over the top and so epic. Mm -hmm. She was much more like raw and like just very bare bones. And it was just so cool to be
0: able to see someone who's so incredibly talented still just. Killing it. Kill it. Yeah, nice. My sister actually went to see Beyonce in New York. Did she? Yeah, the same performance that Oprah and Gayle went to. And if you guys haven't seen it, you have to get on TikTok or Instagram and go see Oprah's reaction because Oprah and Gail are like freaking the fuck out about how amazing Beyonce was. It's just really funny to see Oprah like lose her her shit over someone else because, you know, if people meet Oprah, that's like the ultimate, right? Right. And so people are usually freaking out over her, but she's just like, oh my God, I don't even think I could have talked to Beyonce after the concert because I wouldn't have been able to like express all the emotions that it made me feel. And I was like, (laughs) Oh my god, Oprah, you're just like the rest of us, man. That was hilarious. I saw the videos of Gail and Oprah at the concert, and it just looked
1: like so much fun. Yeah, I got really lucky in that my big, she used to work for Live Nation. Mm. And she went on tour with Beyonce several times. So the time that I got to see Beyonce was actually for free. Nice. Thank you so much, Cozy. And uh, I sat next to Jennifer Hudson oh, with right. my mom. And it was amazing. And so everybody's like, oh, are you going to go to the Beyonce concert? And I'm like, no,
0: I don't think anything can top that experience. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it sounds like it for so. sure. Did you also go to the paint mines with your girlies while yes. they were here? Yeah. Grace I you and had I, pictures.
1: we went to the paint mines. Fun. And that was my first hike post-surgery. And it was so fun. And Grace yeah. is also, like, coming off of a knee injury. She fractured mm-hmm. her kneecap in, like, three different areas. So she's basically relearning to walk and hike and all of that again. And so it was really nice to go with someone who was at the exact same pace as me. Right. Because you don't feel pressure. Neither of us yeah. were... You know, it was just so beautiful and so nice. It was very hot the day that we went. I think it felt like 104 outside Wow! Uh, by the time we left. Ugh. So it was definitely very, very warm. But we had the best time. We hiked through all of the little coves and hiked through the cave and all of it. And it was just so fun to hang out with her. She and I have been friends for almost 10 years now. And we hadn't seen each other in almost five. Oh my god! <laughs> we lived together right after undergrad. Mm -hmm. in San Antonio. And we both worked for the same organization and just became super close with each other ever since then. Her mom actually went to Denison as well. And we just always had so much in common. And I've loved to see all the different phases of her life and what's going on with her. So it's really just so nice to have her here.
0: Nice. Mm -hmm. Mm, I love friends, old friends. Okay, so speaking of things you do with friends, we actually both did the same thing, but not together, Mm. which was to go see the Barbie movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It's the zeitgeist. She's the moment. Barbie is where it's at. You know, you can't even really escape the Barbie phenomenon right now. Uh, what did you think? We have not talked about this. So I am so curious to hear what your reaction is. Well, you tell
1: me your reaction first. I feel like I've been talking too much. I cried. Oh, of course I cried. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I cried, like which is surprising cuz I I mean, I didn't like sob or anything, but I definitely got a little emotional unexpectedly because you know, it's a hilarious movie. Like it is very, very funny. It's primarily, I would say, comedic. And of course, there's like deep thoughts behind it. There there was one part where it was something about how moms like run so that or walk so that we can run or something basically just like about what moms do for their daughters Mm -hmm. um and that that piece made me a a
1: little bit emotional i think it was moms become invisible so that their daughters can be seen Mm. i think that's what it was that was said in the movie yeah I cried, I think, three or four times. Yeah. (laughs) And it was, I I knew going in, because, like, after watching everybody's reactions, I knew that it was going to be really deep. Uh I did not expect it to be as in-depth as it is, as, like, fuck the system as it is, as this is bullshit as it was, as, like, women empowering as it was. It was just so good. It was so well done. I felt like... There were no moments in the movie that felt like there was a lull. It was the perfect length. It was beautifully designed. The costumes were perfect. Every single character that was cast. I fucking love America Ferreira. I didn't even Mm -hmm. know she was in the movie. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was so good. I loved it. I actually want to go see it again.
0: Yeah, I'd go see it again. I really liked one character in particular. I'm wondering if you can guess who (laughs) who I loved. What's his name?
1: (laughs) You, I the think one you, that everybody right. forgets about. Alan. Alan. <laughs> I you. loved
0: Alan. I was going to say Ryan. I was like, it's not no, Ryan. No, fully Alan. I feel like I'm married to an Alan. It's like the one guy who's like, the patriarchy blows. <laughs> I'm doing what I want to do. Like, please let me out of this hellscape. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I thought it was great. I also, so the director, Greta Gerwig, is a fellow Barnard alumna. We're actually only two years apart. And so I felt like, because she's about my age, All of the musical choices were like spot on for someone who grew up like at the time that I grew up, which obviously had nothing to do with me and everything to do with the director, but like the Indigo Girls songs where they're in the little Barbie car and they're singing Closer to Mm. Fine. I was like, oh my God, that was like 100% me in high school, like driving around the Walmart parking lot thinking I was such a rebel, like singing these badass, you know, songs. Yeah, it was just, uh, it was great. I think it's really... It's honestly making me laugh so fucking hard that people are getting like a rage boner about this movie. (laughs) Like, I just like how, why, why are you letting this Barbie movie like get your goat? It's just such fake. It's just such a fake, stupid thing to become enraged about. You know, like I can't help but think this is. You know, fomented on purpose by conservative media to try to give people something to be mad about. You know, because it's like it's just a movie. Like, ulti- it's a good movie, but like, it's just still a movie. I don't know, man. I I think it's just sort of like ridiculous. That well, I people can see are- why they're
1: all pissed off because they feel like, oh, my daughter's gonna go see this and she's gonna become politically
0: corrupt right. after watching it. Yeah, but there's you know a hundred other movies that have just even even more crazy messages that are going to make people just as rebellious. I don't know. It's just it's such a selective outrage. It's dumb. Yeah, it's silly, but anyways, uh I think it's funny. So, stay outraged people. I think it keeps driving the media uh to talk more and more about the Barbie movie and then more people go see it. So, and the
1: publicity behind the Barbie movie has been insane. Like their marketing team is one of the best marketing efforts I think I've ever seen. (laughs) Especially because Barbie has been trending, like Barbie aesthetic, Barbie core has been trending for, is it two years now? Almost two years, a little over two years it's been trending. Since they started filming, it's been like the thing. And now even going into the fall, Barbie trend, Barbie core, pink, all of it is still super, super
0: popular. Yeah. (laughs) The product placement that I thought was... The best for the company and also the most hilarious was the Birkenstock. Do you remember where she gives her a choice? It's like, do you want the high heel or do you want the Birkenstock? And the high heel is like fantasy land and the Birkenstock represents reality. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, how did Birkenstock pull this off? They've like literally become... You know, a symbol of, like, feminism just <laughs> by being a flat shoe, which, in, in fairness, I love my Birkenstocks. I'm literally wearing them right now. Um, but the, did you notice that at the very end, they pan down and she's wearing pink burks? I did notice that she's wearing Birks. And I wanted Birks. them. I was like, god damn, those are a nice blush pink color. Even <laughs> I don't I don't really like pink that much, but I kind of want those burks. <laughs> I'm
1: not a big Birk girl. I used to be. Like I, I wore the Birkenstock clogs all throughout high school. That was my jam. They were very popular then. But my feet are a little too wide for them. Mm. Like, it takes so long for them to become comfortable. And by the time they become comfortable, I need a new pair. So I've I've
0: never had them before. This is my first pair. And Mm. I have to say, I thought I was going to return these. I bought them with the intention of reviewing them, comparing them to a Mm. similar sandal, Mm. and then returning these because the other ones were much cheaper. No, Mm. that did not happen. I kept these, and I'm returning the other ones. Really? Yeah. Okay, girl. I know. I just, I don't know. I'm not a big bird girl. I've gotten sucked in. I like the Crocs, though. I know. You like Crocs and Uggs. You, I mean, you have yeah. You have certain things. You got an Adidas mm-hmm. collection. That's what you got on today. <laughs> yeah. I but definitely love Adidas. you're also, yeah. you're Barbiecore right now. Do you want to tell people about these amazing pants? Yeah, I'm wearing Good American's... Parachute pants that they came out with a couple months ago, hot pink. Oh, I love
1: them so much. They're yeah. so comfortable, mm-hmm. and yeah, they're very bright, hot pink. And I paired it with my newest shirt
0: that I have worn. I love this shirt. Five days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. You have to tell the people uh, who is on this shirt. Mary Kate and Ashley. And how do you feel about Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen? I fucking love them. (laughs) I
1: know they're toxic. I know there's all kinds of, you know, opinions about them and everything. But I mean, I grew up watching Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen movies like it was my job every single weekend when we would go to the blockbuster store I would ask for the same movie to rent. I don't know why my mom didn't
0: just fucking buy the movies because we rented them <laughs> so often. Like, ugh. Well, I think it was it was a it was a ritual to go to Blockbuster to pick out your movie. Mm-hmm. Right. That was like a whole thing. Yeah. I and think- you had to see, you know, whether or not your video was there. I always picked out the same ones. Yeah, One of their many movies. And what is the brand on this shirt so that people can look it up? It's
1: called Not All Geminis. And one of my good friends, Laura, Laura Jansen Style on IG, she uh, had bought the shirt. And I was like, I saw her... In a photo... Okay, this is how you know I know the Olsen twins too well. <laughs> because she took this photo of herself and she had a blazer on. And, and you, you could, could only see it. like a sliver, like half of one of their faces. <laughs> and I like immediately texted her and I said, are you wearing a Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen graphic tee? And she was like, uh, yes. <laughs> I was like, where's it from? And then she sent me the link and I was really excited because not all Gemini's goes up to a size 4X or 5X nice. actually. Nice. So if you're looking for... Uh, cool graphic tees. Mainly, they focus on uh, astrology graphic tees. If you're looking for cool graphic tees, they have some pretty, some pretty epic merch on their site.
0: I uh, I checked out the website as well, and I thought they were hilarious. Like the one for Tauruses is not an Earth Angel, just a Taurus <laughs> or something like that. They're all related to the different astrological signs, and they have my, mugs. I think the Aries one says, "Not a pit bull, just an Aries." <laughs> <laughs>
1: pretty accurate Uh, yeah so
0: well that actually segues very cleanly because you had a little something something read for yourself and it wasn't astrology per se but you did try something new yes
1: so i had what's called numerology i had a numerology reading done nice somewhat similar to astrology But not really. I would say it's actually probably closer to, like, the Ishing, which is, like, your Chinese destiny.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And this looks at numbers to determine what your destiny is from the, like, ancient mystic, kind of, like, Aztec side of things. Okay. I need to go get my phone so I can read you the definition. Okay. So... This article, which is from Glamour UK, is an amazing article. We'll link it in the show notes if you want to get into the weeds of it. But essentially, numerology, obviously, it's all about numbers. And it's specifically the study of numbers and their energetic influence in your life. And then the definition that they give is numerology is an ancient mystical science that is founded on the concept that all living things have qualities based on their number vibration essentially we all carry our own unique life story that can be interpreted by a series of numbers that tell us what our blueprint will be. So it's not necessarily like a prediction of the future. It's kind of similar to the I Ching in that it's like already all written down. And it's all based on your birth date and your name. So they use your, they use your, all those numbers. So every letter in your name has a number that's represented. And then it boils down to one singular number based on like all these like, math equations that they do and then they determine what all of your your numbers are. So you have your main number which is like the biggest characteristic of who you are and then there's all of these subsequent numbers that can be focused on your love life, relationships, how you communicate with people, career, all of those different aspects. So Maria actually is the person who put me on to numerology because she found this person who I want to say she's from Argentina, she does not speak English. Um, I can link her Instagram in the show notes if you want to book a reading with her. She doesn't speak English though, so you have to speak Spanish or have a translator with you. And luckily for for me, Maria actually translated the whole entire conversation as well. But it was so surprising to me how spot on it was in comparison to my human design and my astrology and my I Ching and everything that I've ever had read so incredibly accurate, and um, I took notes the whole entire time. So I will read some of the stuff that she said about me because I just found it to be it was like one of those things where obviously this person doesn't know you, and it's not like when you're having not astrology but like a reading done where someone's like trying to predict your future, it isn't that aspect, it's mainly about. How vibrational energy in your life will shift and change from month to month, hmm. and uh, what aspects of that might be ignited or charged or things along those lines. So I just thought it was so cool and so fascinating and something that I had never heard of or done, and it was so fun, so this is what she said about me so. All these numbers are probably going to make make sense to anybody, but my internal number, my life path number is number four. And essentially, people who are fours are very organized, super hardworking, and they are, like, more practical and pragmatic in their approach to life. Doesn't mean that you're not creative or any of those things. It just means that you're a little bit more, like... Mm -hmm organized in how you approach things, which is very much so me. The thing that was so interesting that kept coming up in the whole entire conversation was me, me operating in masculine energy, me being a person who is very stubborn, me being a person who is very direct, and, you know, a little bit bossy. She's like, it's through your whole entire chart, which is so interesting, because that's very much so true for me in the whole world of astrology as well. I'm an Aries, Taurus moon, Capricorn rising, like all very opinionated. Native and stubborn signs. And I just thought it was so interesting that that was very present in my
0: reading. How long did the reading last?
1: It was about an hour and a half, I think. An hour and a half or two hours. Yeah, well, I mean, in part, it was really long, too, because we were translating the whole time. So it took a little longer because of that. But I think when Maria had hers done, hers was about an hour and a half long as well. So it is a pretty... Long reading, and it's pretty in depth in terms of all of the different aspects because she talks about your life path, your internal number, money. Emotions, passion, and love. Your professional life, and then what the external is. So, like how people see you and how you present to the world. Okay, so this is one of the things that I thought that was really interesting about like career is that the number that I pull that that is in my numerology is associated with communication and technology. Hmm. And um, she said that in my chart, in particular, that I have it's very easy for me to attract the energy of other people. Other people are super attracted to me and a lot of people think that they're friends with me or they really like me, but I am very selective with who I actually give my energy to Mm -hmm. and that I have the ability to attract masses. (laughs) And it was so weird when she started bringing all this stuff up about like, you know, she's like a job in like social media or communication, like would be really good for you. And the other big word that she kept bringing up all the time was like the need for freedom and needing to feel free in everything that I do, not feeling restricted. She's like, you're probably a person who can't do well in like a normal nine to five. And it was just so interesting because all of these things are so true about me. And Mm. it was it was kind of cool to hear that aspect talked about. I think the thing that was the most spot on, though, was when she got into the whole relationship component. Mm. Um, She also said that the numbers that I have in particular are numbers that usually are indicative of people who have had significant childhood trauma Mm. and that that childhood trauma will continue to affect you in adulthood until you deal with it and process it. So she brought up like the need to be in therapy and the need to like really work through that trauma and then gave me like specific homework assignments of what I needed to do in order to like help overcome that trauma, both within my childhood and within future relationships. Mm. Uh, But she said she said there's, like, two sides to me in relationships, which is so interesting because my uh, Venus is in Gemini, which is also the two sides, that duality. And she's like, one is... You meet somebody and you absolutely don't vibe with them and you're like, fuck off. Like, you're done with them, (laughs) which is very true. And she's like, and then the other side of you is a person who doesn't know when to stop with someone. And you will continually let them take your energy when you know that you should probably end it. But you just can't. She said you tend Mm -hmm. to be a person who has this duality of falling in love really quickly with your heart, but your head is very in conflict with your heart because you're so stubborn and you're not trusting of people. Hmm. And uh, I was just like, it's so crazy to me that that's what she brought up. And I'm just like, just listening to her. I have like a poker face the whole time. I'm like, Hmm. not like saying anything or anything, but Maria's like, what the fuck (laughs) um but it was so good it was really interesting and really enlightening I think we could probably figure out what your number is because when I looked it up on that Mm. um article I tried to figure out my number on my own and then went back and looked at hers and I was I did the math right so I can do it um Mm. but yeah it was so interesting Nice.
0: And she gave you a little something, a little nugget about an upcoming month, I think. Yes. And what was the nugget?
1: So the nugget was that my, as long as I do the homework that she gave me, the potential for love to enter my life is very high. It's like a a super high vibration. And that is October.
0: Aren't you traveling in October? I'm going to be in Thailand in October. (laughs) Oh, well, 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 <laughs> I like that for you. I like that for me too. It sounds very exciting and romantic. Mm-hmm. Isn't Thailand like on your, for your geo, astrogeography, yes. what is the line that runs through Thailand for you? My love line. It's when my Venus <gasps> right. is in its zenith. Well, 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 <laughs> well, 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 what <laughs> have we The stars, here? the
1: numbers, the universe is aligned for me to find love in Thailand. <laughs> Do you have your ticket
0: yet? No, I'm going to buy
1: it tonight. So okay. I finally found tickets round trip out of San Francisco, 750. Nice. to Singapore. On what airline? Uh, is it Singapore Airlines? Okay, nice. It's either Singapore. I'm trying to decide if I want to fly Singapore Airlines or if I want to fly United. Hmm. Um, United is a little bit more expensive, but that is my preferred airline. And right. because I have so many points, I might be able to upgrade to business class with my right. points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm trying to decide
0: fun well it's it that also segues nicely because i think we both have some upcoming travel plans it's gonna we're kind of in the quiet month it's the quiet before the storm the calm before the storm if you will uh you were thinking about getting away this month but actually it sounds like you're gonna go away in september where are you gonna go well, first, I'm headed to California. I'm going to go get my hair cut and do another photo shoot. And I think, hopefully,
1: this month, if I can get my shit together and start working on this project, we'll shoot a bunch of that um, content that will release in 2024. So And this- that will
0: be in San Diego, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, that will nice. be in San Diego.
1: So, we'll see how that all goes. And, um, yeah, I'm hoping that I have, like... The- oh, that was the other thing that she said, too. She was like, you... Have high vibrations for super success in anything that you do career-wise. She's like, any single business that you want to start, even if you're leery about it or, like, on the fence, she's like, just do it. It'll blow up. Yeah. I was like, okay. Nice. So, it was kind of a good little motivation piece for me, too, because I was kind of going back and forth with, do I have the energy or not to put it into something else? Right. And I'm feeling a little more energetic around it, so.
0: Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. So
1: the first week of September, I'll head there. End of September, I'll head to Indonesia first. We're going to Bali and Ubud, and then we go to Phuket, and then I go to Bangkok, Chiang Mai, and then I will end in Singapore.
0: Woohoo! That's very exciting! I'm excited. It's going to be a wild month. In the midst of that, I think right probably between when you get back from San Diego and before you leave for Asia, I'm going to be in Copenhagen and Paris. <laughs> yeah, I uh, booked my tickets. I got my hotel room. Uh, it's going to be fun. My parents are traveling in Europe for a little bit um, to celebrate life. They actually retired. They've they've retired. A few years ago or at least my dad retired previously my mom has sort of like retired and unretired a couple of times because she's got a lot of energy but they're doing a big trip um and I've never been to Copenhagen it's like one of the places I haven't actually been yet I'm excited to be there for a few days and check it out and see what it's like in Denmark and then I'm gonna go to Paris after and I've been to Paris a couple of times but like Paris never gets old, you know? It just doesn't get old. Like, I need some croissants in my life. I need some pastries in my life. (laughs) I need some fashion in my life. So it's going to be really fun. It's a really good contrast to being here in Colorado where I, you know, I get a lot of outdoors. It's not very urban. It's not that urban life. So I'm definitely feeling very excited to go and see some museums, see some design stuff really be in like a big city environment for a little bit and and have a blast. That's going to be so fun. Yeah, I'm going to stay with my sister. So that'll be a good time, a little sister trip. Uh, she's only coming to the Paris part, but um, that'll be a good time. Mm, that sounds like the best time ever. Yeah. So I'm I'm having fun getting excited for that. You know, I haven't I realized I actually have not traveled internationally since COVID, like mm. really since I moved to Colorado. And I've had some amazing experiences traveling within the US, but Uh, I'm ready. It's like, it's time. Yeah. I, truth be told, I'm a little bit nervous about going to
1: Asia for the first time. I just feel like the flight is so long and I don't know, it's just such a different culture and experience and it's something that I've never done. So this is the first time that I've felt like the jitters or feel Mm -hmm. a little nervous about a trip uh, since like I was in high school.
0: Yeah. You're going to have a great time
1: though. I'm so excited.
0: And Bali is... It's so chill, and it has so much tourism infrastructure. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna feel, you know, on your own or anything like that. Like yeah. you'll be very taken care of. Well,
1: and that whole portion of the trip, I will be in group travel setting. So right. um, there will be a bunch of us that'll be together.
0: Have you started thinking about what you're packing and what you're taking, little carry-on gadgets to make the flight nice? I still need to, like, book all my hotels.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I, like, have, like, a rough idea of the things that I'm doing after – well, everything through Phuket is already planned. Mm -hmm. But after that, when I'm solo, that's the part that I'm, like (laughs) – Go where the wind goes. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But I need to like put some more concrete thought into it. I think that's what I'm going to do this weekend is mm. spend some time really figuring that out. I probably will take these
0: amazing parachute, parachute pants. pants with me mm-hmm. because
1: it's super humid there, and yeah. these are ultra ultra lightweight, Right. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they're like almost like a linen style material, so they're mm. very breathable Can I touch too. Them?
0: Yes, you may. Oh wow, that's nice. Mm-hmm. That is a nice material. Yeah.
1: So I'll probably take these for sure. Uh, I was looking for, I've like bought, I don't even know, probably 15 pairs of shoes that are like hiking sandals. Mm. I don't like any of them. So some of the things that I'm looking for, I still haven't found exactly yet. And I keep getting a lot of messaging around, you need to dress super conservatively there because Mm. it's more of a conservative area. So I don't know. I'm not really sure what I'm going to be packing yet. I
0: think that's so having been to Bali and Thailand, not to other parts of Indonesia, just Bali, I I would say that's primarily for like religious sites. So usually you want to cover shoulders and knees. But outside of that, I really don't think that there's any such issue. I mean, you know, you can always err on the side of being slightly more covered than you might prefer. I Um, just want to be a little sleut. Uh, I think plenty of people in Bali are are committed to that life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean the residents, for for the record. I, I mean the tourists. Uh, I'm, sure, you know, it's, it's like it's a, a hotbed for Australians. Right? Exactly, exactly. Not that I'm naming names or calling certain people out, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know. I'm very excited. I think it'll be.
1: I think it'll be so fun and such a good break from being in Colorado because this has been a long stretch for me.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm starting to think about re- refreshing my little travel items. So I used to have a carry-on sized luggage that I kept like semi-packed at all times because for our business, I was traveling pretty much every other weekend. Mm-hmm. So I was really getting that thing out a lot. And I came up with a lot of little tiny gadgets and tricks that would make traveling easier. But it's been a few years at this point and and I'm upgrading. One of the things that I found that i'm kind of obsessed with i'm going to have to show it to you is a new i want to call it a neck pillow cuz i don't know what else to call it but it's not a neck pillow it's like honestly it's a neck brace Ooh. with like fleece over it interesting it's kind of stiff so it's like you you wrap it around your neck like a scarf but there's i think plastic or something on the inside and so your head doesn't like tilt you know how when you're on the airplane you start falling asleep your head like you know, it drops to your shoulder, and then it gives you, like, horrible pain in your neck and your back. Mm. This actually keeps your neck, like, mostly upright. So it's more like if you were actually sleeping in a bed. It looks like it's going to be magical. So I have high hopes.
1: Okay, that's what's cool. I did just get new luggage from base but yes. I am debating whether I need to get a big luggage as well. I, I am, I'm conflicted on yeah. how much luggage I want to take with me because I know for sure I don't want to take two suitcases. No. But I also don't know if I can get away with just taking a carry-on, like, the carry-on and then the top piece of the carry-on that I purchased. I don't know that that will be enough space. No. So I think I have to get a big... Because my big luggage that I have that's from CalPAC, she has seen better days. Yeah. I think both of the zippers are officially broken on it. So I'm thinking that I need to order a big suitcase so that I can just fit everything in one.
0: I'm taking a big suitcase to Paris. I intend to shop... (laughs) Quite frankly, I mean, you know, I can't go crazy, but like when in Paris, a woman has got some things that she needs to purchase. 100%. You know what I mean? Do you have anything on your wish list? Oh, yes, absolutely. I do. Thanks for asking. (laughs) Um, Well, first of all, perfume in France is top tier. Uh, The only other place that is as excellent to shop for scent is Dubai. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways, there's lots of beautiful little... Uh, boutiques and salons in Paris, and the prices are better, right? So a lot of scents or fragrances that we enjoy here in the US, they're made in France mm. and then they're imported and so obviously that increases the cost so I'm hoping to take a look, you know, maybe just pick out one special thing to remember the trip by and then also there are a couple of French brands like Cezanne and Rouge that are available in the US but you can't really try on, it has to be all online but they have tons of brick and mortar stores all over Paris so I'm intending to go in store so I can try a bunch of stuff on and pick out things to my heart's little content and I've heard that the prices are lower there as well. Mm. And then in Copenhagen, I believe that is where Ghani is based and they have both a retail boutique and a little, uh, you know, going out of season kind of situation. Like a little discount Place where you can go shop. I told you that when you go to Ghani, you are going to need to FaceTime me. <laughs> yes, I'd be happy to. So that should be fun. I'm excited to just see the street style, see what people are wearing, what's chic, what's new, what's good. Uh, I like to, you know, just keep my eye out, enjoy the aesthetic life. So when you are on your big trip to Asia, what are some of the highlights that you're looking forward to the most? Are you a people watcher? Are you a shopper? Are you a culture buff like what do you what's on the list I mean I'm all about the food
1: (laughs) (laughs) so I'm planning on going to some of the night markets and some of the water markets that are in Thailand in particular and I like to do a little bit of everything right so I'm going to be taking a surfing lesson
0: (gasps) fun which I'm very excited about oh my god I've never tried that that sounds like a good time. A wee bit nervous. It's okay. <laughs>
1: but I think it'll be fun. I already bought all of my scuba gear, like, not scuba gear, but my, like, surf. Your wetsuit. Wetsuit stuff. Yeah. I got it from Good American. Nice. Really like it, but I'm now debating whether I want to order more just to try because Good American also launched a whole new surf... Set that's with an actual like pro surf company. Interesting. And so I'm kind of wanting to get that to see if it fits a little bit better just because the pants feel like they might I might be mooning someone. Mm. So I might check that out. And then Skims also came out with some surf stuff stuff as well. Sick. So I might get a couple more things. Are
0: you gonna do any snorkeling slash scuba diving at all? We
1: I think we're snorkeling when we go to we're going to the Fifi Islands. Uh, that's like right off of the coast where, um, Phuket is. And they're also called the, uh, James Bond islands. Cause that's where all those movies are filmed. And we will be doing a boat tour that day. We're getting a private boat and snorkeling and doing all of that stuff. Fun. While we're there. So that'll be fun. There's this really sick hotel that's in Chiang Mai that I really want to go to. And I'm debating whether or not I want to do like start at the hotel And spend one night there. And then there's like a two-night jungle excursion. I don't know if I'm going to do it or not. But there's like a lot of options. So I'm kind of... I've done a lot of research. I've read a ton of books on all of like the different things to do in every city. I will definitely go to a couple temples. But that's not like super high priority for me. I want to go to... I think it's in Singapore, the Museum of Modern Art. There looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to do some shopping. I, I just want to do
0: everything. Like, yeah. all of it. Mm. Yes to everything. I'm excited for you. I know. Oh, I'm excited, I love too. all those places so much. hmm uh, Hot tip. I went snorkeling slash scuba diving in Indonesia. Um, oh, no. Technically, it was Malaysia. It was on the Indonesian-Malaysian ocean border. hmm uh, I refused a wetsuit. I was like, oh no, I'll be fine in my swimsuit. Turns out a huge portion of snorkeling is just, you know, being face down in the water with your back up. Ooh. I have never been more severely sunburned in my entire life. Ooh. It was wildly painful. That doesn't sound fun. Wildly. I mean, I am Casper the Friendly Ghost level, so it did not. <laughs> it did not take long for me to severely burn my ass, literally my ass. Oh, that yeah. sounds painful.
1: Yeah. Top priorities for me are packing shoes that are comfortable,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and making sure that I bring my monostash shaving.
0: The chafing cream? Cream. So that I don't
1: get severe chub rub because those are just not fun.
0: No, they're not. Okay, I want some on-air advice because I think listeners may have similar questions. We all think about shoes and travel, Mm -hmm. right? Because you want to look hot. You want to look like a hot little schnickety-schnack. But you cannot be breaking your feet out there, especially if you're doing, like, a city vacation and you know you're going to put some miles on those puppies. Mm -hmm. I wanted Adidas Samba's. Mine are sold out. The ones I wanted are sold out. They've been sold out, like, so many freaking times. So what do I... What What is a cool sneaker? You know a lot about cool sneakers. If we mm-hmm. can't get our hot little hands on the Sambas, what should we wear for fall?
1: Well, okay, so I think it depends. Like, what you should wear for fall versus what you want to wear on a trip where you're walking, you know, six miles a day. Yeah. Very different. Okay. Uh, I will say that when I was in Switzerland, the we walked a ton. Yeah. And we definitely were exploring new cities, and I think we walked at least, like, 15,000 steps every single day. And I wore my P448 Thea sneakers, and mm-hmm. those were amazing. Really? Super comfortable. Okay. And they're cool. They look good with everything. Uh, They're, like, a neutral tone. Mine are, and they have a platform as well. Hmm. Really, really comfortable, though.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The other shoe that I've been seeing a lot of people, because this is coming up, I'm on that side of TikTok of what are the comfortable shoes to wear for uh, travel, and this girl went to like her podiatrist to ask, Hmm. and the number one shoe that was recommended were these really cool sneakers, actually, that are from a brand that is decidedly not cool and i don't remember if it was hush puppies or which brand it was or something but they actually looked like a really cool they almost looked like a retro nike kind of style sneaker but they had a lot they were recommended by her doctor Hmm. um and then the other pair of shoes that has been recommended a lot recently are from Sorel, um their sneaker collection Mm. i've worn their sneakers
0: though and i disagree yeah
1: so take that as you will
0: Mm, okay, good to know. I'll have to I'll have to do some scouting, mm-hmm. get my eyes peeled. Because I have Nike Air Force ones, which I like the look of. Mm-hmm. But there's no way I'm going to walk a million miles in those. Yeah. They're really not made for that, I don't think. I don't think the
1: Sambas are made for walking a, mile, a million miles either. You don't think so? The Gazelles have more cushion, which is what I'm wearing right now. Um, okay. These ones are more comfortable than the Sambas mm-hmm. are because the Sambas are very flat. Thin. Like, unless yeah. you put uh, your own shoe insert inside, I don't think it's enough
0: cushioning Uh, yeah i just i i have like practical i have like nike trail running shoes Mm -hmm. and i have like hokas for running but they are not gonna go with my outfit so i gotta look around i
1: struggle because everybody's like trying to style style hokas for i just don't think they're cute they're not cute
0: with like normal clothes it's not the route i would go no yeah i i would find that very hard don't get me wrong i love hoka sneakers i have some And I like them for exercising, but I just, I
1: can't imagine actually wearing them with, like...
0: No, the ones I have are, they were a collab with Code Epoxy, and so they're, like, neon colors. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they are not going to go with my all-neutral outfits. Yeah. Um, uh,
1: Another sneaker that might be comfortable, which I have packed on trips before as well, are the Nike blazers. Okay. Those are really comfortable, and they're... What do the blazers look like?
0: Kind of
1: adjacent to a Samba in some regards. They're um, a flatter shoe, but they do have a little bit more of a platform style sole to them. Mm -hmm. And then they just have like the Nike swoosh on the side, Uh, but they come in a ton of different colorways.
0: Okay. I'll have to keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, speaking of great things, items that we like, we dislike, we embrace, we love, we feel passionately about... What's good this week? What are, you, what are you loving? Okay, well, I'm loving a TV show right now. Which one? <sighs> the Summer I Turned Pretty. You did tell me about this, and I have still not watched it. so bad. Oh, it's... Ah, I'm just like... Is there I, a new season of? Yes. Season okay. two
1: is out on Amazon Prime, but I'm so annoyed because it's one show every week, mm. or one episode every week. Yeah. And this is killing me. I'm like, I don't know how I survived watching television like this for years, because... <sighs> It's just, it's, season two is much more sad than season one, for sure. So, you might need some, you know. Tissues. Tissues Hmm. for the tears. And, um, there are two main characters that Belly, who is the main, she's the main character, like, the heroine of the show, uh, is in love with and like they're both love interests and they happen to also be brothers Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i'm just such a sucker for the toxic one (laughs) Mm -mm. (laughs) i'm like oh my god Uh, it's
0: it's vampire diaries all over again baby
1: (laughs) (laughs) so good so freaking good but yeah this season has been been really really good so i'm obsessing over that show
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to watch Survival of the Thickest this week because my husband happens to be out of town, but I did not have time. But I, Lisa Triggers in it, who we both went and saw live in Denver mm-hmm. doing a pod show, um, and my sister actually recommended it to me as well, and she was like, you have to watch this. It's so good. It looks good. I loved it. It's looks it. up my alley, man. I loved it. So it's on my list, but what I've actually been watching is seasons one and two of And Just Like That. I would not put that on my loves list. It's the new Sex in the City thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's going to be uh, mediocre for me. Uh, I would say season two was better than season one. Like season one was kind of a bummer um, and slightly painful. At times. And then season season two is getting there. I don't know. It's sort of growing on me. They're trying to tackle a lot of issues that are relevant to women about my age and older. You know, ageism, menopause, like changing bodies, changing friendships, like navigating the friendship coupled um, tensions that can come up in life and mm-hmm. like how to be a good friend to people as you grow older and your sort of life changes. And so I think I think they're trying to do interesting things but it's it's sort of like a one step forward and then one step stumbling forward Mm. (laughs) situation so i don't know it's kind of a mixed bag but but i i'm glad i watched it ultimately Mm. so you know that's sort of a bb plus from me the thing i am really loving though is this gigantic stanley cup that i picked up that i will absolutely link in the show notes it is taupe
1: It is fucking massive. I also happen to have brought a Stanley Cup with me today. Yeah. And mine looks like a peewee in comparison to yours.
0: I'm I'm happily slurping water right now. I went into Target. Danger zone, right? Um, anyways, I went into Target. I went into the Hearth and Hand section. I love me some Joanna Gaines. Can't be helped. Uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines. Do you do you ever did you ever watch their show? Loved their show. Yeah, me too. She just has an eye for things, and especially for colors. So she has like a whole paint line, and that's actually what I use to paint my home mm. because it, they're just they're just correct. They're just like the exact right shade that I want. And she had picked out like. I think five different shades it was like pearl navy like a military army green color and then this taupe shade and I was like I myself am a beige woman I am a beige woman who likes beige things that are the correct (laughs) beige color and I must have this beige mug look I have a whole collection of water bottles it's It's a little over the top. I have a lot. I should probably donate some. However, in my defense, this is the best water bottle I have ever had. It is my favorite. It is the top. It is the cream of the crop. Why, you ask? Let me explain. Okay, there's a lot of reasons. Number one, it does not sweat. Number two, it is designed to go in your car's cup holder. Number three, it has a twist on top that is very tight. I struggle with the twist on top. Really? I like it. I struggle because
1: I can't get it to be on the right hand ever.
0: Okay, but nonetheless, your drink's not going to spill all over. So, I don't know. I just, I feel like that this was a uh, water battle meant for me. I will say, <laughs> I watched Christina Zias' stories recently,
1: and um she put her Stanley cup in her bag and just, like, left it in the bag. It was, like, a Gucci bag or, like a really expensive, beautiful bag, and it leaked everywhere. Oh, no. But I don't think this is designed to be put upside no, down into a bag. No, of course it's not.
0: No. So. No, that's not the, that's not the thing, people. Don't put this it isn't upside the kind down. Of, this isn't
1: the kind of water vessel that I would do that with personally.
0: But I do, I like it.
1: I just don't love how difficult it is for me <laughs> to get the top on to be right-handed because I have mm. developed carpal tunnel in my left hand right. from holding this heavy ass thing i don't know yours is even heavier than mine i love it
0: uh i just but, it keeps shit so cold mm-hmm. for so long i've never had a mug like that and
1: i will say the thing that i really like as well is if you put ice in it and you leave it in your car and it's 100 degrees in your car yeah. and you leave it in your car for hours it will still be cold when you come back correct which I'm is impressed really
0: nice. yep. yeah okay well anything else uh, last thoughts as we wrap up i don't think so
1: Oh, oh, actually, no, I have one other thing I wanted
0: to mention. Okay. I am, August
1: is going to be the month of meditation and movement for me. Okay. And I finally downloaded the meditation app that my uh, therapist recommended, which is called Insight Timer, and Mm -hmm. I am on day two.
0: Ooh! Congratulations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I the first two days I actually used my Lululemon mirror to do my meditation, nice. and then I was like, I actually want to use the Insight Timer because it tells you every single day that it's time to meditate at right. a specific time, and it keeps track of it. So like, you can see every single day that you have done it, or if you miss a day.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Keep us updated. Yeah. Uh, as to how that goes. Are you gonna post about it? Is this like a little mini challenge or not necessarily?
1: Yeah. Not something that I think I'm like super open or interested in creating content around. I think that is something that's been really interesting for me lately is that I do feel a big separation between what I'm sharing on social media and what I'm actually doing in my real life right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. A topic yeah. for a next pod perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um okay so life lessons, final thoughts from this particular episode. I think book a ticket somewhere. Yeah. Get your travel plan. Uh get excited you know, upgrade those little travel accessories. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah. It's a fun thing to do in advance of your trip. Uh, go see a concert. I think that's another little lesson. I got to do some of that because I'm not really a, a, usually a big concert goer. But I should do just you like say. you Smith?
1: It. Yeah. Mm-mm, that doesn't sound convincing.
0: I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm a passionate fan. I only know the songs that have like hit the top charts probably. just asking because he's going to be in Denver this weekend. Okay. Under discussion. Yeah, that's it for this week. We just kind of had a a whole mishmash of stuff to catch up about and hope you guys enjoyed following along. Have a great week and we will talk to you guys next Wednesday. Be well. Bye-bye. Subscribe to Big Girls Gone Wild wherever you get your podcasts like iTunes or Spotify. We'd love it if you leave us a comment
1: or a question and don't forget to rate the pod. Thanks for listening. Stay Stay wild, wild, y'all.